Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. Hi, Anita. Hey, Mel. It's been a while. Welcome to the end of the world. I know. Lots of stuff has happened since we last spoke to one another. It sure has. And you want to know what the worst of them is? What? We got another bad review. Actually, we did not. We totally did. Actually, oh I love it when we get bad reviews. I would just like to remind everybody at the beginning of this podcast that this is a longitudinal study and, <laughs> and glimpse into our lives as young widows. So it is going to be full of chatter because we are chattering. That's all we're doing. I know. Except for today, I have a special story. You do? Not about us. We have never told, we have never indicated to people that this podcast was about like learning anything or giving you anything that was of use or value. So I don't know why people are so upset. <laughs> I know. Also, I would like to remind everybody that it's free and it actually cost me money to put this out. So yeah, so just be nice. Be nice. Don't waste your time by being a jerk. But also, I love the bad reviews. They're so fun. <laughs> You're kind of a, a sadist like that. You like the, <laughs> the I know. crazy, mean stuff in the world. I do, because I have no soul anymore. I'm Anita. I'm Mel. We're two young widows living in the apocalypse now, trying to figure out <laughs> widow, widow we, we do, do now. And that's a really, really good question.
Like, even a better question than it used to be, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, and Anita, you've had some special things happen. Absolutely. So, um, I live in Utah, and our school district canceled school a week ago, which, let's just back up a minute. So, Jason died last January, and um, I became a single mom of four kids, and they're crazy people, and honestly, I feel like I've been living my version of my personal hell for the last year. Like, I didn't think that there was really anything worse that could happen than having my husband die and then um, getting diagnosed with cancer. Um, This makes, my children are out of school. Cool, and one of them is knocking on my bedroom door, which is locked. Right now? Pause. I can't give it to you right now. I'm really busy. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. You're not cutting this out? <laughs> well, I... Then... Uh, okay, hang on. I'm going to do it very quick. You're going to want to cut this. I'm coming. <laughs> I thought you went to Anne's house. <laughs> Which we're not supposed to do, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> You're going to cause the coronavirus to enter your neighborhood. Yeah, probably. Okay. So anyway, back to what I was getting at. Thought I was living in my version of hell. How much worse can it get? And then my kids stopped going to school. And then I really understood what my idea of the ninth circle of hell is. And that is trying to homeschool my children and have them be around me all the time and not being able to, like, bribe them with going someplace else. Like, if you're really good, we can go to, like, the amusement park or the library. It's like, if you're really good, I won't murder you. That's that's where we are right now. Wow. So, yeah, it has been a crazy couple of weeks. So it could always be worse, and now it is for you. Yeah, and I just got an email that they're canceling school for an additional two weeks beyond what they originally canceled it for. So now I have four more weeks of my kids being home. Yay! Yay! Okay, but that is not all. Are you ready for the bonus thing that happened? Yes, I'm ready. Go. I'm so sad that you moved to New York because on last Wednesday, I'm laying in bed. I was kind of like half awake, half asleep. It's like seven in the morning and all of a sudden I hear this like noise. That was pretty accurate to what it sounded like. And I was like, I didn't know it was supposed to rain really hard. It sounded like a huge clap of thunder, like boom, right? And then my house started shaking. And then I realized we were having an earthquake. And I was like, can I swear on this podcast, Mel? Yeah. I jumped out of bed and I said, holy shit. (laughs) And I just stood there like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was a 5.7. So it wasn't like massive, but it also was not little. So basically, to our California friends, thanks for listening to us talk about the 5.7 earthquake. But for us Utahns, that's a big deal. 
that there's been all of these little aftershocks and I'm just like, oh my gosh, the world is officially ending. We're on quarantine and then we have an earthquake in the middle of it. And that is the, well, I felt a couple earthquakes, but just tiny ones. This is the first substantial one that I have ever experienced in my life. And my son is banging on the door again. (laughs) Hang on. You've got to stop bugging me. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that's going to do the trick. I mean, I like threw a tablet at him and was like, play on this. And I don't understand why he's bothering me. That should keep him completely busy. Whatever. Right? Um, yeah. So I am just super floored because earthquake, pandemic. Also, Australia just had all those fires. Maybe yes. they're still on fire. Are they still on fire? Yeah. No, and now the pandemic, like... Oh, but there's more. Don't you know in Africa there is a serious locust problem? This is amazing. It's like the Bible is coming to life. I know. All we need next is frogs. Like an infestation of frogs. Oh my gosh. Or fiery serpents. Ew. I hope that none of those things come to New York. I'm having a great time in the mountains of New York. Okay, so... I was so sad for you because Why? <laughs> your show got canceled. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. So we that. were, I was in New Hope, Pennsylvania. We had just moved from the city where we were doing rehearsals, like New York City, um, to Pennsylvania. And it's in this amazing, magical little town, New Hope. Google it. Look at all the pictures. It's so cute and fun. And we were there for two weeks and then got shut down because of this but i would like to say we outlasted broadway by two days because broadway (laughs) yeah broadway totally shut down and we were still going and new hope for a second i'm not sure that's a good thing or a bad thing it just is a thing well and it was funny because our supervisor came from the city uh since she didn't have a job to go to Mm -hmm. and and she came down and she's like what is going on with new hope it's like this bubble where nothing's hit yet she's like the city is in pandemic mode and it's crazy and everything's shut down well the name of it is new hope so, i know like <laughs> nothing bad can happen in a place called new hope mm-hmm. we're like what are you talking about and she's like this is just so bizarre so um of course later it hit um and yeah and i'm bummed out because i mean yeah shows closed whatever i'm not super emotionally attached to like things like that because that's I mean, I'm a musician. Like, I'm used to, like, not having jobs. <laughs> I'm emotionally attached to it for you. I know, because you were going to be in it, remember? I know. Well, and you moved across the country for it. I and know. did you get did you get to do any of the shows? Didn't it play, like, on one night or something? Yeah, so what we ended up doing... So we had, a, like, a week and a half of tech rehearsals, which is combining all the tech elements with, with the acting and all that stuff, putting everything together. And then what you do is you have previews, and usually those are with audiences, but the audience knows that there is a chance that the show may stop like at any time and we may fix things. So we did get to the preview, but what they did is they only did it for friends and family and they Uh kept the, like what they do in the house of the theater is they have like the lighting people have a whole entire table across like several seats. And then the sound people have a table that's just like stuck over the theater chairs in the audience. So there's like nine tables. I'll put a picture of it up actually. So we kept those up and then people just kind of sat around we had maybe like 40 or 50 friends and family that came to see it and it went well so our opening preview was also our closing night and then (laughs) the next day I drove back up to upstate New York and now I am 
back where I started and I'm living with my friend who's been so very kind and generous to let the dogs and me stay here and our dogs love each other and have been getting along and we went to Costco and we stocked up on lots of dollars worth of supplies and food and then we went to Target and spent many hundreds of dollars just in games. Um, is your Was your Costco a madhouse? No. It actually wasn't it Costco. Wasn't? It was called BJ's, oh. which is the oh. version of Costco, but I just same Costco. Same idea? Yeah. But it wasn't crazy? People weren't going, like, mad? Not the day okay. that we went. Because here, it's, like, crazy town. People are, like, running through the store, trying to buy all the weirdest stuff, and I just, I don't know. It's very bizarre. Utah, what is with Utah and the whole toilet paper thing? Is that all over the world or just know. Utah? Because that's what I don't know. I've, but to be honest, I have not seen pictures of people standing outside Costco just to get in where the light mm-hmm. is like an hour long. My friend sent me a video from a Marco yeah. Polo from it. Well, that's because partially because they're only letting like a few people into the store at once. And so you have to wait until somebody comes out for you to go in. So, but then like you're standing in a line, which doesn't really help because then you're by people. So, so was this also like two weeks ago? Because that's when she sent it to me. Um, Were they limited people going in? I don't think so. Yeah, that's why it was weird. And you know what didn't help? What? Having an earthquake in the middle of this. People were already panicked, and then they were, like, double panicked. So then people went to the store and bought all of the other stuff, too, because now we're living in, you know, earthquake town. So, so Anita, yeah, that did not help. Yeah. Has the earthquake affected your PTSD that you have from Jason's death? Since you know how loud noises trigger things or whatever. Um, in the, like... As soon as it was over and I realized that, like, everything was fine and nothing was damaged, it was kind of cool. I was like, oh my gosh, we just lived through an earthquake. Had there been, like, damage to the house or things that needed to be done, then I think it would have been fairly stressful and, like, traumatic. But my sister happened to be in town that day. She came um, for a week to come help me not murder people. So it was nice to have somebody else there just to be like, oh my gosh, you know, and to be able to talk to somebody about it um, and acknowledge that it was super, super crazy. So just because it turned out to be kind of like nothing i mean just like a practice practice earthquake i guess it wasn't it wasn't too traumatic i'm gonna say good yeah but while it was happening i was like you have got to be kidding it was crazy oh my gosh yeah and then i had a dream last night that there was another one like a big one but i just slept through it i was like oh it's fine i don't care (laughs) you're like whatever my life's already this way it's fine yeah I'm like, what, what, what are you going to do now? In Utah, we've been preparing for like, quote, the big one for years and uh-huh. years. So yeah, that's but actually, if we, actually, what we found out is that nobody has actually been preparing. We've just been talking about 
preparing <laughs> because yes. otherwise people wouldn't have had to go run to Costco and buy all of the stuff. And I was so mad because people were buying water for like the pandemic thing. And I was like, people, why are you going out and buying water? You don't need to buy water. Like, it's not like your the tap to your house is going to stop because people are sick, you know? And then I was like, I'm going to be so mad if I was making fun of those people. And then it turns out that I need to go get some water too. <laughs> oh man. Do you want to know straight where my brain went as soon as I heard that things were starting to shut down? My brain and skipped all of these steps where it's like, oh, okay, we don't have toilet paper or whatever. It went all the way down to there will be no electricity. The roads will be torn up. I must live off the land. So I've been researching yes. how to, I've been researching like the landscape here and what the plants are. I'm a legit yeah. crazy person. You're going to have to eat sago lilies like the pioneers. Yeah, but are they out here? I don't know. I don't think so. So far, I'm going to be planting yarrow and I... Yes. I'm starting my witch doctor dreams. I love it. <laughs> my mom is like oh a gosh. pseudo witch doctor, so I learned from So her. is mine. Oh, they should get together. They only live seven I, houses apart. I know. Actually, they probably really should, cause, and my sister is, too. She's all about, like, eating purslane and dandelion. Um, my grandma was into that. Leaves and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, man. It's cool. I mean, they're going to outlive us because they know how to eat the stuff. And I'm going to be like, I don't know what to eat. And I can't farm any food either. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, Anita, it's been, like, super crazy out there. Yeah. And you have all the kids running around and earthquakes and things. Have you even had a chance at this point to do anything that has brought you some Hey, Mel, remember um, how I was going to do the photo shoot for the magazine? Yes. It happened yesterday. Excellent. Tell us everything. Okay, so things had to change quite drastically because, um, I don't know if you know this, but the world is ending. So we ended up just doing it here, and the photographer just stood really far away and took pictures from far away. But I got new shoes. Do I get them? The post office Um, is still open. It's so funny because my daughter is also trying to, she's like, can I have these shoes? And I'm like, no. And all my kids want all of the clothes that I got. Um, They're way too big for you. So, What are they, like 11s? They're 10 and a halfs. Is that what your feet are? And that's what I run in. My, like, casual shoes, I usually wear a nine and a half. Cool. Yeah. So, you can just be jealous of me. Sorry. It's okay. I think that you've earned them. Yeah. By being sad and poor and widowed. Yeah. Yeah. And living through earthquakes. I know. Crazy. Okay. What else is happening with you, though? So, what I've been doing, it's actually interesting, maybe. Um, I... I actually really love being isolated. I love it so much. You know why? (laughs) Why? Because everything in my life, like work, has always gotten in the way of me learning new skills and doing things that I want to do. And now I can do them all because, of of course, all of the skills I want to learn don't require being with other people. So, What skills are you trying to learn? Well... When Scott died, I was learning French, so I'm back to learning my French. Oh, oui. Oui. C'est bien. <laughs> nope. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, 
And let's see, what else am I doing? I gotta get my brain there. I have been doing yoga every day still, and that's really been helping me a lot with my accident recovery. Plus, I enjoy doing that at the beginning of the day to get myself set in a good mm-hmm. space so that I can deal with things when craziness happens. Because, you know, like I live with people right now and they're on the phone talking to people that are very alarmed. And so there's a lot of stress in the air or like we're watching the news or actually we watched the Netflix show called Pandemic, which is amazing. Oh, perfect. You should watch it. We made a big uh, list of movies to watch. So yeah. um, so I'm doing those things, but um, I'm learning how to cross-stitch. I'm Ooh. learning how to write more music with my sample libraries, which if you're not a musician, don't worry about what that means. It's a very nerdy thing. But um, basically writing music on my computer with all these different uh, sounds that I've gotten, and I just have not had time to go through them. So I'm being creative and having fun. And let's see. I've been playing a lot of Nintendo. <laughs> a lot. Uh, you're living my dream, too, Mel. It's so great. And I am sorry for those that are upset that I'm having a great time at this moment. Yeah. If I didn't have kids, I'd be having a great time, too. Yeah. It's, like, pretty great. I'd be like, like yeah, but the then there's children here in my house yeah. where I live. I know. I'm with me. sorry for you. So everybody that's sorry for me that I don't have kids can not be sorry for me right now. Yeah. Because it's Because you're living life. your best life. I totally am. And, um, oh, I, I got some things to learn how to draw. And we I got some science kits so I could do scientific oh my gosh. experiments. You're going to learn, like, everything. You're being a Renaissance woman I right am. now. And like I said before, I'm learning about the landscape so I can learn about what what like herbs and weeds are out here and <laughs> in case everything blows up and I have to make tinctures like a witch doctor should. So I'm having a great time and potions and poultices and tinctures. Yep, exactly. So when we have to go back to the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. We yeah. also got a sewing machine in case we Need it? I got a sewing machine, too. Just now? Yeah, I inherited it from my grandma who died. Oh, Merle. I I don't know how to use it, though. You do. But when I have to sew our pioneer clothes, you know, like our end-of-the-world clothes, mm-hmm. you know, it will be fine. We won't be the best-dressed family, but... Just get some cool fabric. Uh, I think you have to, like... Yeah. I think I'm going to have to just use, like, the bed sheets, right? Because you won't be able to go to the fabric store. Unless you stock up. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things that we're doing around here, and it's been fine. It's kind of weird because I am in the mountains, and the neighbors are not super close together as far as, like, how the houses are laid out. So fine. But what happens um, if I do go out, like, I had to go get some prescriptions the other day. Just leaving the house and driving around, I feel the panic in the air. It does, there's like an, it does feel like that, huh? What? Can I have a drumstick? No, leave me alone! (laughs) (laughs) No! I told you to leave me alone! (laughs) 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 Man, I'm sorry for you. It's okay. He wants to eat ice cream. But don't you know we have to ration it? We can't be eating all the good stuff right now. We're living the Oregon Trail. 
modern I times. know. It's totally true. Oh, man. But you're not... Ne- are you near New York City? Like, where there's lots of people who are sick and stuff? Or no? No. I am in... I'm up by West Point. Oh. And West Point is about an hour from the city. An hour's drive. Okay. Hour... Are there cases by you, though? No. Nope. In your... Okay. I'm Stay in a town there. called Fort Montgomery. Oh. So, it's very small. It's... It's a Revolutionary War town. That sounds like it. You can Google it if you want. Um, I want to hear your story. You told me you had a story. It's Mel. Guess what? I told Anita the coolest story about a really amazing person. And guess what? It didn't record. So we will be including that on our next episode. So stay tuned for that. In addition, we are sending out a call for submissions. Please email us if you are a widow or a widower and you would like for us to feature you on the podcast. We would also like to know if any of you would like to be interviewed, which we can arrange via Skype. And if you have any stories you'd like to share or even any fun recommendations about cheese, we want to hear. Our email address is widowwedonow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what well, is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks, and so you don't have to pay extra for that, and you still get great service. Yep, Anita and I have traveled all over, and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it, and my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan, which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan, and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not. Who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company, and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds' temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So... If somebody wants to sign up, what can they do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money. And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trymintmobile.com slash WWDN.